Hey everyone, welcome to the Love and Truth Church Savannah podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our hope is for these teachings to be encouraging and uplifting and that they would help you grow in your relationship with God. Now, let's get ready to receive a powerful message from Pastor A.J. Fowler. Pastor AJ said, we're going to have some fun tonight, okay? One of the things I'm really excited about is that we have our, uh, we got Pastor AJ and we've got Pastor Crystal together on the stage, and they're going to teach us a little bit about dating. They're going to teach us a little bit about marriage. They're going to teach us a little bit about cereal. They're going to teach us a little bit about ice cream. They're going to teach us a little bit about everything. Are y'all excited for that? I hope you are. Uh, Also, too, I want to say the other reason that I'm very excited about it is because the majority of these questions that um, I also, I want to say this, thank you for submitting your questions. We've got, uh, I think we've got, yeah, we've got 27 questions that I doubt that we will get through all of them tonight. We're going to do our best to answer everything accordingly. However, we might not get through that, but I also want to say thank you for submitting uh, your questions uh, to the Q&A. And uh, we're going to have some fun tonight on that. Um, a lot of these questions we have fielded over the past couple of weeks. We've had some fun with it. So um, we're going to try to remain biblical with everything <laughs> that we do with all of this stuff. So anyway, we're going to field through it. So again, thank you so much, uh, guys, for submitting your questions. Here is question number one. All right. And this is really just for the both of you. Is this right here? Question number one. What if you're dating someone and they keep making promises that they're going to do things in the future, like eventually I'm going to get plugged into a life group. You need to get plugged into a life group. Eventually, I'm going to go to church. Thank God you're here tonight. All right, come Sunday. Eventually, I'm going to start reading the Bible, and it's been a number of conversations and nothing has changed What would you do if you were dating, or I would even say, what would you do if you were married to that person? Maybe you can answer to both sides of the spectrum. Go ahead. My mic is not working, I don't think. If if you're dating, I would say you might want to second second think that. (laughs) Rethink your decision because you don't want to be unequally yoked. So I would say put the stop. Nothing. Test barely. Can y'all hear that? What? <laughs> okay. And Go if ahead. you're I'm married, sorry. do a whole lot of praying. <laughs> um, is it, this is dating, right? Yeah, dating, or even if you're married. You want to repeat the question? No, 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 okay. no, no. We're good. That's a long one. I remember it. <laughs> I would say on the on on one side of that, um, first off, if you're dating, is this who God sent you? A lot of this is going to come back to is this who God has sent you into your life? If if it is, then He's going to give you a grace to endure that. Um, but if if it's marriage, then it, it sounds to me like I'm just going to go off on a whim on this because you know how I am. I think. If they're making empty promises to you, they're keeping promises to something else. 
So they've elevated another relationship. I'm not saying they're cheating on you, so don't, get, don't walk out of here thinking that's what I said. But they've elevated something. People prioritize what's important in their life. And if the marriage isn't important, I understand this. We've walked through this. And sometimes, uh, men, we get, we're, we get tunnel vision and we can't multitask. Uh, and she's really good to remind me, hey, your focus is you're in this room, but you're not in this room. You know what I mean? So I feel like I need to open up a little bit because I feel like y'all ain't, y'all, listen, yeah, I feel bad about that. Forgive me. Well, what, did I just do something? Oh, Lord, yeah. I'm about to. Pastor AJ, you're ripping the carpet. <laughs> well, no, I'd be worse than that. I'll be breaking a chair and then I don't want to break myself, so. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. So my, that's what I would say. I think, I think if, if this is a, a spouse, you need to stop making empty promises. Is your, is your husband, is your wife important? And uphold what you told. I mean, it's a, you're in a covenant relationship, so that's a little awesome. bit more. Awesome, say. good deal. Uh, question number two. Typically in Christian relationships, the first date feels like a, and you guys can definitely remember this, feels like a really, really Whatever, big deal. Whatever, that was a long time ago. Well, well I'm not going to comment on that, Pastor Crystal. So anyway, the first date feels like a really, really big deal, and like you want to be dating with intentionality. You want to be dating with purpose, and if it goes well, it's easy for things to get serious really, really quickly. So what is your advice to people in this situation? Like, man, things have gotten serious really quickly, really fast. Um, AJ and I dated seven years before we got married. I do not advise that. No, I don't, not at all. But, <laughs> but I would say um, at least date a good year. And then if you feel like things are going well, get engaged plan a wedding two years, but I think it takes a good two years before you really have gone through the seasons of life and you really know somebody because they can fake it. Absolutely. Make it for a while. That, and that's what we talked about in that question because you need some adversity. When you walk through a, your first intense fellowship <laughs> where one of you don't get what you want because, I mean, hey, the first three months you're floating on cloud nine. I mean, it's, hey, what do you want to do? Whatever you want to do. Where do you want to eat? Whatever you want to eat. You know, it's like that whole thing. Now, that whole thing flips six years down the road, right? Where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? <laughs> you know, it's like it just completely takes on a different animal. So that, what I would tell you, you need adversity. And if you're dating and things are moving really fast, hold your horses for just a moment. You need an argument because you need to see how do they fly off the hinges? <laughs> like, do they blow up and explode? How, you know, do they pout? All right? I believe 100% pouting is manipulation, and manipulation is witchcraft. I, I, I'm being serious. So for all the powders in the room, I've been there, and I try not to. Well, anyway, we'll move on. I'm, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking these questions, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm, I, I take it into a moment where some of us, because, I mean, every one of us, we've all walked through a spat, walked through something where uh, you don't get your way and stuff like that, but especially dating, take your time. Your time. Not seven years, but, you know, right. hey. Seven years working for Laban. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, let me ask you this question. This is just kind of off the whim. Yeah. Did you guys, when y'all were dating, they get nervous when I do this because they know I'm going to ask some questions that may oh, not be on the sheet. But anyway, did you guys, when y'all were dating, did y'all um, talk together like, you know, you was talking about, you know, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? Did y'all talk like you hang up first? No, you hang up first. You talked so long that the cartilage in your ear began to burn. Did y'all do that? Just want to know. I just. 
On the phone? You talked for a long time. Do you remember that? Listen. It, I think w- she did. We would talk on the phone, but he would be playing his guitar the whole time. Serenading. That's what I was doing. Uh, it's Valentine's Day, y'all. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> we started dating whenever I was a freshman. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was like that, down. obviously. We walked through a lot of seasons of life, mm-hmm. good and bad. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. All right, well, let's go to question number three. Let's say we've been dating for two to three years, and I'm really ready to be engaged. But every single time I bring up engagement, like my boyfriend or my girlfriend uh, just totally shuts it down, and I'm sick of waiting around and dating. What advice would you give to somebody that is caught in that situation? Well, first off, I go back to it. There hits a point, and I think, I don't know, I guess this would be according to the person, I wouldn't be dating anybody that I wasn't going to marry. I think I would, first off, um, I was telling Crystal today, I said, um, you know, houses and riches are from fathers. It's a proverb. It's one of my favorites. Houses and riches are from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. And if that's you and that's a spouse, like it's your wife that you're, and they're just not wanting to commit, first off, she, maybe she don't. Mm-hmm. And if she keeps saying, I need time, I need time, I need time, and it's, you, you've been talking for a while, don't waste your time. Just move right. on. That's right. what I would say. Just move on. So you're saying, too, there's possibly a reason why they're not pulling the trigger. I'm talking about on the other side, like if, if oh, somebody. Oh, there's so much. So, I, like, there's yeah. something hidden there that's not been exposed yeah. that probably needs yeah. to be exposed. I, I could say that. There may be a, um, obviously, they struggle to commit. Right. Uh, and that's a big thing in our society now. Commitment is a, it's a big problem. Mm. Uh, and I'm not going to go. You, you look at it on any front. Uh, mm. Business owners, you understand that with people that work for you you see there's a struggle with commitment. And it's not like it used to be. And I'll use a a Sam Chan principle that people are committed, but they're only committed at three months at a time. Mm. Um, But And and even relationships, I don't know. I mean, I would, there's a a lack of commitment there. Yeah, wow, that's good. That's good. Question number four. Um, My question is about health and healing. Uh, Christians pray for health and healing, and when you offer a natural solution, using God's built-in healing light, they reject it. I'm trying to ask the correct question about alternative tools instead of the big demonic big pharma lies of the big demonic pharma lies. Pastor Crystal, I think this is This is right up my alley. There you go. For those of you who don't know, my passion is health. Um, I follow a lot of people. There's a lot of good information just following people on Instagram, Facebook, and that's that's where I started. Um, It is a learning journey whenever you go the holistic route because right now it's not the norm. It's becoming more normal than it was. Um, And so there are a lot uh, more modalities now. Um, We have several around the Savannah now that offer this. So I would say, yes, do holistic if you can. I would say, but let me say this too, though. Um, In that, it's not just following someone on you, I, it's tr- I think trial and error with certain things. Um, just with anything, you need to learn how to chew on the meat and spit out the bones. Um, and just because, like, you may be at some point in that journey of your own, you need. I think it's important to make sure you be careful who you're handing information to because they might not. I, does that? I don't know if that even makes sense yeah, to anybody. Absolutely. I just be really. You make sure you vet who you're talking, what you're listening to. I, I right. think there has to there has to be a proven track record. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not just some. 
anyway. Because you could like be dealing with anxiety because I know all of us uh, in some form or shape or fashion, like we've dealt with anxiety, a spirit of anxiety, which is from, and I, Pastor AJ, I heard you say it, is uh, a spirit that is from the enemy. And uh, God did not give us a, a spirit of anxiety. So if you're listening to the wrong person uh, by via podcast or, you know, whatever, uh, and they're not putting the right material in your hand, it could amplify your anxiety. Yeah. So well, it, and with anxiety, I mean, again, I think those of you that were in our conversation last year, and Crystal talked about anxiety, and she that was the struggle that she had. And one thing, too, is that obviously, yes, there's there's... Parts of that where anxiety is, and, and that the reason I think anxiety is not talked about enough, and I'm not trying right. to, it's not that it's dominating, but that's what the enemy wants it to do, and I think he, so many people struggle with it, mm. um, and, and just, it's, it's not a, it's something I feel like that we should have a conversation about. One of my really good friends right now that's in ministry, um, he has struggled with anxiety for a long time, and he, they, they figured out, it, they fasted, they prayed. And it wasn't it wasn't a spirit on that on that it was a chemical imbalance, mm. and so they've gone a different route since they figured that out because they're spiritual more first. And what mm. they've discovered out of that is that getting the help what they're doing through a clinic has really helped. So mm. um, I, I just since you mentioned that, and again we'll play off of some of this, but especially personally, I mean if you're not everything's a spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, some things are, but not everything is. I, I lean with Chris Hodges, what he says. There's not a demon under every rock, but there's one under every other rock. You know, so there's a bunch of them out there. But sometimes it's just the chemical imbalance of the body, and it needs to get the right resource. So mm. anyway. Wow. That's good. That's really good. Um, question number five. How could you say that to date one person is better than to date multiple people? Like if you're just dating one person, you don't know what else is out there, and maybe you're missing out, and you might pick the wrong person if you haven't dated other people. Repent of FOMO first. <laughs> Man, we got a lot of dating questions out here yeah. for all the young adults. I'm scared I'm going to miss out. What are you going to miss out on? What are you worried about? The one. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, if you can not date and spend that time that you would be dating you know, multiple people, getting to know yourself and establishing that relationship with Jesus first and really learning who you are and getting healed and whole, I would say do it. And then I feel like once you're healed and whole and your relationship with Jesus is good, that you're going to know exactly who you need to marry. And I don't think there will be a question of I need to date. On the other hand of that, if you decide, well, I'm not going to date, but then you get married and you're like, man, I wish I would have dated around. Go ahead and date. I mean, you don't want to live that way either. Right. But if you can do the other, I would highly advise that because there's, we all know there's a lot of baggage that comes with dating people. That's right. And on the other side of that too, um, I would say, you know, you think that we've all heard, for those of us that remember um, Tom Cruise in the movie, You Complete Me, we always, always say that, you know, him and Renee Zellweger, you know, they, and that, that was like a big scene back when uh, I was in high school. It's like everybody was always, oh, you complete me. It's like in a relationship. But here's in, in a kingdom relationship, and this is for all of us. I don't care if you've been married for years or if you've been married for just a few months or you're dating. Two, two, uh, you and you don't make one and one doesn't make or two halves don't make a whole. Mm-hmm. In the kingdom of God one whole and one whole makes one mm. in the kingdom. So it's important for you to be whole. 
spiritually, mentally, emotionally, um, uh, relationally, and obviously financially because there's the, there's the, the safety in that, right? right. So um, God completes us. And yeah. so your, your spouse, your husband, your wife does not co- Hear what I'm telling you. They do not complete you. Mm-hmm. They will fail you. Mm-hmm. She's going to fail me, and I'm going to fail her. Mm-hmm. Not morally, but we're, we're not going to meet each other's expectations from time to time. Mm-hmm. And we try to make sure we voice those so that we're not coming into a marriage. And she can tell you about that as well. It's like maybe some of us have got a, a, a mentality of like this fairy tale marriage mm-hmm. that when we, we always expected it to be, but it's unmet expectations, and we raised the bar so high that they mm-hmm. didn't even, they can't meet that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's just mm-hmm. almost impossible. So uh, I think it's important to make sure that communication's up front with that as well. That's really good. You talk about Tom Cruise in the movie. All I could think <laughs> about was like the meme that says, help me help you. So that's what we're doing, guys. Yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to question number six. <laughs> question number six. Um, if you... <laughs> If you are single and ready to mingle, oh, here we go. Where, where do you find your significant other? Like, are dating apps okay? Um, can you go on Bumble? I've never heard of that. I would not go on Bumble. I think Whitney Hearn uh, is the one that came up with Bumble, and she was actually the VP marketing of Tinder. Definitely wouldn't wouldn't advise Bumble. Uh, so I can go ahead and answer that question for you. Um, can you go on Farmers Only, or can you go on eHarmony, or any of those good? Uh, dating apps that you would advise? I say go for it. I oh, mean... Okay. I got one word. Yeah, even go as ahead. you said, because I'll, I'll let you finish. Catfish. Catfish. Filter. Makes me hungry. <laughs> yeah. Not me. <laughs> if anybody knows what that is. So, you're Who's saying... Who's familiar with the term catfish? My lord. All right, all right, all right. So, basically, Kim everybody that raised their hand, your I'm username just, is that's Catfish. That's Thank God that I found my significant other... Um, so, yeah, so I don't want to interrupt you. So you need to explain it now. Well, I was going to let you finish, and then oh, you know how I'm ADD done. works as I, I yeah, come back. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, many of you have seen that. Uh, it's, it's uh, I, I'm, I'm scared to say. It's just not the person that you're seeing on a, on a picture. Right. In any dimension. <laughs> right. Bumble. <laughs> That's I'm a pa- father. Forgive me tonight. I will yes, repent. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It, it, but it, it's that. That's what it is. You're you're not meeting the person that you're expecting to meet. So they call it they call it catfish. And they actually, there's actually a show. So Pastor Crystal, you're all you're you're saying too. But and Pastor AJ too. You're saying that there are success stories that can come out of. I'm yes. not even going to mention Bubble, but we, Farmers Only and eHarmony. No. So we we yeah. we have some in this church. Yeah. And great marriages. Yeah. So, yes, I will tell you, I agree. I, I think they're great. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important as you do that, make sure that as you're meeting them, obviously take your safety precautions. If you're, I'm serious. Right. I mean, you don't know what's going on, but we do. We have, there are success stories in this church of people that have met through dating apps and, um, and websites and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's good if you feel it's okay. Single and ready to mingle. Question number seven. Uh, <laughs> How should personal, this is a good one, how should personal privacy, for example, phones, passwords, text messages, social media pages, et cetera, et cetera, be handled and dealt with so that both partners in the marriage feel comfortable? You should hide nothing. Mm. So if you've got passwords, your spouse should know them. 
Nothing should be off limits. He can check my phone whenever he wants. I can check his phone whenever I want. There's no nothing hidden as far as messages on anything, um, which I, I don't. I've never been the type to do email, but you know, this, there's nothing that's hidden. Um, and I would even go a step further and say, even your bank accounts. I don't think there's a mm. his and hers. I think it's combined because the two become one flesh, and I think that's one in everything. So, mm-hmm. that's really good. That's good. Question number eight, <clears throat> moving right along. If a couple comes from different faith backgrounds, what are some things they can do to grow in their faith together so there is more spiritual unity? Let me, will you define it in that definitely, but will you define, just so maybe if you know, is this in regards to like denominational backgrounds or is that like let's just, Yeah, that? let's just say denominational okay, go backgrounds. Ahead. Yep. Go ahead, babe. You're good. Um, this was something that I thought about even whenever we were dating in ninth grade because I was non-denominational, he was Pentecostal, and that was something that I knew early on. You know, I kind of asked God the question, you know, God, why am I non-denominational? Is it just because that's where we've always gone, that's what my family is? And and I just really felt for me personally that um, denominations kind of segregate, and I did not want to be a part of that. And so I had told him, you know, look, if we plan to move forward with this relationship, I just want you to know that, you know, I really feel in my heart that God's called me to be non-denominational. So this is a discussion we had early on. So I would say have that conversation before you get married because it can get really hairy. That's good. That's really good. Uh, Question number nine. The Bible says when two male and female are married, they become one. So when one of them asks for forgiveness, are they both saved? No. No, because when we... So just taking this theologically, every person is responsible for their own salvation, and every person has to work out their own salvation. Now, Paul does discuss in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, I believe it is, Mm Um, that if there's a believer that's married to an unbeliever, it could be that your lifestyle and your faith could witness to them to where they get saved, they repent of their sins, because we understand Romans 10, 9, that's salvation. You know, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. That's that's salvation. Right. And every person has, so just because my spouse, say for instance, she's saved and I'm not, just because we get married doesn't save me. Mm. I still have to come to an open confession of Christ. Mm. Uh, so, no, I, I would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Or if or if they're believing that marriage would saves say no. them. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. All right, question number 10. Uh do y'all pray together, and if so, how often, and how do you make it work with the kids involved as well? Okay, so um, we get texts at times to pray for other people. We have our secret places separate. Um, that's just the way that it's always been. But I'm whenever- a morning. I, he's the morning person, and I'm not. So yeah. I'm not up as early as he is, and yeah. then I'm more of a night person, and he's done in the evening. Yeah. So. Yeah, we <laughs> scheduling conflicts. <laughs> <laughs> and what? What? Oh yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, what we do is, and what I, I learned this from Pastor Philip, um, when there's a text that comes in, and someone says, "Hey, this has happened," we immediately stop and we we pray together over mm-hmm. that person, mm-hmm. um, and uh, 
with the kids, whatever it is, like, you know, every morning I take Elijah to school. Well, excuse me, when I was taking Elijah to school in the morning, um, that we'd be pray, praying over him. And even before I leave the house, right. now, because since she's come on here at the church yeah. full time, everything's flipped. So mm-hmm. I, I pray over him at the house before I leave out. And I, it's, Elijah's just like me. When we, if you ask Elijah to pray over a meal, he don't like to pray over the meal because he's got to hit a lot of stuff. He's my son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's fixing to hit, thank Jesus for the blood, thank him for the cross, thank you, and he gets into all, I mean, he'll go through this whole thing. So when I ask him to pray, it's not that he don't want to pray. He just knows he's fixing to have to pray a list. And it's not because we make him, he just does it. Yeah. But um, so when certain prayers are prayed or whatever, you know, the kids pick up on it. And I'll, I'll, let me take this a step, and this gives me an opportunity to speak into moms and dads right now. They need to see you reading scripture, and they need to see you praying. They need to know that you can pray. And it's not just a, Lord, be with us today, bless this food in the name of Jesus, amen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, God is great, God is good, and we thank you for this food. Like, they need to hear, they need to hear your heart poured out in a place of prayer. Mm-hmm. I go back, and I remember, whew, man, I got to tell this. I go back in a season of my life where, and it wasn't that long ago, um, Crystal was not there, and me and Elijah was at home. I think you had Emerson. It was on a weekend, um, and I was I was walking through a season. Thank God I'm through it. But it was one of these seasons where um, I don't want to get too deep into this. I w- there, it was just there was a lot taking place ministry wise, and uh, I le- I was listening to a teaching. You should always be a self feeder. You need to be pouring the Word of God into you. If you're reading Scripture, listening to podcast teachings, keep it flowing into you guys because. I, you know, you need to. And uh, this teaching that I was listening to, it was specific for the time. It was, I want to say what it was, but I can't. <laughs> but I was dealing with a specific spirit, and I had come up under an influence. I wasn't. It was just, I, to get, I, I discerned what was happening. in spiritual warfare. And this teaching was going forth. And as Elijah was over there on his tablet doing something in the living room, and when this pastor got to the end, he began to pray. It, it, was, it was a teaching that was been like what, five, six years ago. And he began to pray over his congregation uh, or this conference. I got up and I got myself because I was so convicted of what I was facing that I got on my knees and I began to weep like a baby in the floor and repent. God, I'm sorry I allowed this thing to influence me in the way that it did. And my son, when I got up, I looked at him and his eyes were this big. And uh, he said, Dad, what was that? I was like, sometimes, son, you have to get on your face before God, and you got to weep, and you got to repent. And, and I wanted him to understand, you need to make sure that you can, you, you, want, you know, because some things will not break until you break, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Good. your kids need to see you pray. They need to see you worship. They need to see you with your hands lifted high. It has nothing to do with the, with the image. It's just that you're being touched by the power of God. So you, you, they need to be touched by the power of God. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, I felt like I needed to take a moment and let you no, guys know good. if you're not, if you're not reading Scripture, if you're not, they need to hear you. That's they got to hear you. I, I want to add that prayer is a lifestyle for us. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of times whenever the kids are sick, we're sick, we stop and we pray over each other. Um, we, we speak healing over each other. Whenever we're dealing with fear or anxiety, we stop and we pray about those things. You know, Elijah will be like, Mom, I feel like something bad's fixing to happen to Dad. And I'm like, son, that could be just the enemy lying to you, so come against fear. 
but it could be the prompting of the Holy Spirit for you to pray over your dad. So we'll stop and we'll play the blood of Jesus over dad, you know. So it's just kind of built into our life. Mm -hmm. That's good. I like what you said about Pastor Philip, you know, when he would message you uh, about certain prayer requests in the night and y'all would stop right then and there in prayer because, you know, you teach uh, us, both of y'all teach us, the staff, uh, and also as you guys, that if you're going to pray for somebody, uh, you know, don't go up to them and say, hey, I'll keep you in prayer. No, pray right then and there, you know, because you never know if somebody needs a healing and you say, hey, I'm going to pray for I'm going to pray for Courtney. Uh, I'll keep you in prayer. But if you pray right then and there, Courtney could be healed instantaneously. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I love that. Absolutely. So go ahead and pray for yeah. him right then and there, man. So and I love the lifestyle of prayer, too. That's that's really, really good stuff. Um, question number 11. What are some things that couples can do together to fuel spiritual growth in both partners? So I think this is vital, and it's not just for pastors and leaders. Um, my wife and I will be going to a conference here pretty soon, and it's a spiritual conference. Now, I understand people say, well, you know, here's the deal. Um, there's, in the kingdom of God, much of what you need, hear what I'm about to tell you, a lot of what you need is going to come to you. But what you want, you're going to have to get on a plane and go get it. And my point to that is, is to keep the fire uh, and the, you know, of, of spiritual devotion and uh, just burning after God first off is it's a, you individually do it. But uh, I think it's important to find, when I say a spiritual conference, find one where it's a focus on the presence of God uh, that they're just going after. Not, not, not practicals. And I'm serious. This is for all of us. Um, and because when you go to a specific conference and it's presence focused, everybody there has an emphasis and a mindset of we're going after presence. So right. it's not, I don't mean this bad, but you know, a lot of times, whether it's our gatherings on a Sunday or a Wednesday, um, we're coming, we're coming to receive something. But when you go to a conference where you have two, two, 3,000 people that are going after the same thing. Some things happen in that room. And I, I can tell you, uh, last fall I went to uh, one. Now, she wasn't with me on that one, but just, just saying this, is I went to one, and it was Pastor Robert Morris's church in Texas. And uh, I, I was, I, you don't realize that you're depleted more out until you get revived. It's, it's whenever you get refilled and replenished, you're like, man, I didn't realize how empty I was. And so in a moment, in an instant, man, God just breathed just fresh life. And so, uh, again, I think it's important. That's, that's one thing that you can do. Um, and obviously there's, there's many other things, but that's the thing that really stuck out to me is sometimes you just have to, God's, God said, how bad do you really want to burn for me? That's right. How, that's I, you good. know, and it's not radical of running a church. And it, it's yeah, just yeah. like just a deep, deep love and devotion. Yeah. That there's nothing and no flame in life. Your fire burns bigger. You're 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 in. You're so overcome by the fire of God that whatever fire you walk through, it's nothing compared to Him. That's good. So that's the importance of getting on a plane, getting on a and, and going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. And I know that we've had some people in our congregation that have actually jumped on a plane or they traveled down the road to go to a conference. Yeah. Uh, that has fueled your marriage, fueled your relationship with the Lord. Sure. And I also want to say this: yeah. we understand that some of you uh, that. Maybe you're in a place in life where you can't get on a plane. Well, I'm going to put a plug in uh, to Kyle and Keena Ham over here. We've got Grace-Filled Marriage Life Group that uh, that is a marriage-based uh, life group that starts um, on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Is it 9 o'clock? 9 o'clock. So uh, in the connect room. So if you're not a part of a life group and you want to jumpstart your marriage, uh, go ahead and see Kyle and Keena. They've got their life group started back there at 9 o'clock, Grace-Filled Marriage. So I just wanted to put that plug in. So that's really good stuff. Um, question 
Mm, yeah. Hmm. Uh, huh? Yeah. Uh, should we're just gonna ask it because maybe you got an answer? Um, should couples before they get married, missionary date or discipleship date? I have no idea what that. I don't is. know what that is. <laughs> I'm glad these are anonymous. <laughs> I don't. On the other questions. Now I wish I knew who asked that question. But anyway, uh, missionary date or discipleship date? (laughs) I told you, if I don't know the answer to it, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. Stumped. Well, and I I don't know if that's actually me. I would say this. I would say this, Pastor Edgy. I'm I'm going to go ahead and clarify this. Uh, Don't consider somebody a priority when they consider you an option. Amen? That's what you want to do. Don't consider somebody a priority when they consider you an option. Make sure uh, we are going to move on to question number 13. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, we, we tried to figure out. I, I didn't know if that was yeah, meaning. That's one of the fielding questions. We were like, I don't know. Multiple quite people or just. It. Yeah, yeah yes. I'm not sure. Okay. Absolutely. All right, question number 13. Um, this is a good one. How do you reason theologically with birth control? Personal conviction for us. This just speaking from us. Um, I knew I couldn't have no more babies. Uh, after having Emerson, it was a traumatic birthing experience, and um, my health was at stake, and so I knew that we had to be done. And then my middle state couldn't handle it. <laughs> I was done. Yeah. <laughs> Two is that. enough at my house. <laughs> Fill the earth and yeah. do it. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you, and, and I mean, I think that was something we prayed. I prayed into. Always knew that we would have two. Um, I, I, I don't know. You just know in your spirit. You just know in your knower, as I've been told before. Um, and so, again, I after when we had Emerson, I just knew that it was that was. And and people say, you know, theologically, I mean, well, the Bible says to be fruitful, multiply. We did. Right. <laughs> Amen. That's it. <laughs> How do you reason with the quiver? Because it says the quiver is equal to five kids. Pastor Edge is like, move on to the next question. <laughs> anyway. My health. That's how we reason well, with I that. I go back to it. Everybody's quiver is different. So Touché. my quiver had two. <laughs> Glad I'm a guy. All right. Good. We are going to move on to the next question before I get fired. So um, let's see. Uh, question number 14. This is a good one. How do you succeed in the single life? How do you succeed in the single life? Well, I think first is that what God's called you to be. I mean, it, seriously, because right. there's arguments with Paul. We we believe that he was single, mm-hmm. um, and some have said no, he actually had a family. I don't know, but um, if God's called you to a life of, <laughs> I don't know how transparent I need to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't get nervous, y'all. Come on now. Right. Um, if life's called you to, a, if God has called you to a life of chastity and holding yourself from anybody else, then then hey, that's a grace He's given you. Um, but I think that's something that I mean. Again, what if He does have a significant other for you? You need to get married. So I, I think you you had actually mentioned this in the office the other day. You talked about that. So why don't you? Yeah, that's good. That's good. So basically, man, like Paul says, you know, burn for Jesus. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, that's that's he he becomes your obsession. 
Uh, so anyway, I'm, but I, I, I will say this. I'm glad I'm not single. I'm glad I'm married. I'm glad I don't have to burn with passion. So, Paul, take that. All right. right. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told you I always go have fun yeah, tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number 15. Um, what is an ideal first date? I think anywhere where you can communicate and talk, get to know one another. Going mm. to the movies is not going to be an ideal date right. for your first date because you're not getting to know them. Right. The club definitely ain't. That definitely not. We're not going hey, to club. I hear they have Christian clubs yeah. now. What? Do what? Christian not... clubs. Expound. I don't know. Ask Tyler. <laughs> He's the young one. Ice coffee. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I'm a, oh, well, we got ice coffees that? in the cafe. So anyway, I'll make you, you one before you leave. Yeah. Twelve bucks. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw yeah. that in there. You get one. You Everybody gets everybody one. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. You see why we're so jittery right now. We had about four or five of them before we got on the stage. So anyway, um, an ideal first date. I, I, I remember mine and Kaylee's first date. And our first date, there was actually a Bible, was it not, Kaylee, in between uh, the, the, our seats in the car. Because I was like, girl. Don't cross this line. You looking good over there. And I pray that you're thinking the same thing about me. Larissa Franks, you better be quiet back there. You've got a lot to say on Facebook. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. On Make the, sure. On the ideal, on the ideal first yeah, date. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, would, I mean, just to, to be serious for a moment, too, as, as Crystal yeah. said, obviously is, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that, and, and maybe, obviously, you learn a lot from somebody when you sit down and have a meal with them, uh, and that could be any, any relationship of, you know, going to sit down with a business, somebody in business, but especially with a spouse, to go and have a meal with them, first off, see what kind of, if, if he's a guy, how messy does he get? <laughs> uh, but really, just to sit and have that conversation, it is, and there needs to, I mean, like, is it going to be awkward, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you got, can you guys connect? Is there chemistry there? Right. Um, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a big thing. That's important. Yeah. Uh, so, right. Anyway. That's good. Is it awkward? Yeah. Uh, I remember, too, um, my, one of my, the all mine and Kaylee's, I think it was our first date, too, um, that we went to Umi in Florence. Was it Umi? Uh, sushi restaurant. And we ordered, I saw that she ordered seaweed salad. Like, it was the coolest little thing that I've ever seen in my life. Like, the, the, the salad was, it was not like your typical salad. Like, it looked like noodles, but they were like lime green. Kid you not. And uh, it was, I think I embarrassed her because I'm sitting here. I don't really eat sushi and a whole lot because I just graduated Teen Challenge a year ago. So, I'm just, like, eating everything in sight, right? So, anyway, I put salt and pepper on my seaweed salad. And then I can't use the little sticks. So, I just grabbed a fork and went to town. And Kaylee's looking at me like, you're not even, you're not supposed to use a fork. Like we're at a sushi restaurant, you got to use the chopsticks. I can't so either. anyway, that was uh I thought it was funny. So anyway, <laughs> we'll carry on. <laughs> All right. So uh don't use uh, a fork at a Chinese or a sushi restaurant, use chopsticks. There you go. So you learned something tonight. Uh question number 16. Mm. Is it okay if I don't want to have kids? You want me to go? Yeah, you were felt very strongly about this. Yeah. Um, I think I think first off is that needs to be a conversation before you get married. If you're dating this person, <clears throat> if you're dating this person, um, you and you feel strongly about that, because that's the question. It, what if you feel strongly about 
You need to have that conversation. I'm telling you, put it out there in the open. Don't get into the marriage uh, and then say, you know what, I don't want to have, because I mean, what if, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that's, that's robbing somebody because if they really, especially they want children. Um, yeah. um, but if, if, again, obviously if it's physical, that's a different story because you can adopt and, and they become yours. You know what I mean? That's, mm -hmm. it's, they, I mean, you guys understand that that's your, that's your babies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. They're, they're you, they're part of you. So I, I, I think if, if it's physical, that's a different story. But if it's, there needs to be a conversation. Right. You need, I'm telling you, whoever, whoever that is as your pastor, I'm telling you, have that conversation before you, before you get married. Mm -hmm. Right. Good deal. That's good. Uh, question number 17. What do you see in the dating landscape and even in the marriage landscape of how it's changing uh, the swipe right, swipe left, uh, on the dating apps, online dating apps, uh, guys aren't asking, because apparently this is a thing nowadays, guys are not asking girls out. Um, what are you guys seeing as the biggest challenge today? I don't necessarily see that as a challenge. I think culture is just changing on that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just not the typical man ask the woman out mm -hmm. type scenario nowadays. Do you think that's a bad thing? I don't. Don't think it doesn't stepping? bother me. Now, some people who like that, I mean, I could see where it would. Right. I don't know. I've, be I'm challenging. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, I still think the men ought to step up to the plate. Step up to the I've plate. I've got some other things I could say, but. Step up to the plate, man, and ask her out. Right. Ask her on a date. Call her. Text her. You know text what I mean? Her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you still have to do that whenever yeah. right. you're on yeah. dating sites. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. And, now, yeah. and I go back to, and, and I, I'm with her, the times are changing. And, again, we've seen, we, I know there, there are some sitting in this room that there has been success through the dating app, and it was God putting them together. Mm. So, I'm telling you, we're, I don't care who initiates it. I'm just going to be old school and say, hey, man, ask her out. But uh, on that, I, I fully think that's, if that's the way God works. And I, I'm, I'm making this spiritual because it's a relationship. It's a marriage. So, yes, it's spiritual. You know, mm -hmm. it's covenant. Yes, it's important. Right. But now, once you get married, I do firmly feel like the man, I mean, the man needs to be the man of the house. I mean, there is no question right. about that. So there is no swipe right, swipe left. Like, it's you, big dog. Yeah. That's right. I mean, he's Absolutely. he's your covering. That's right. And if he is not your covering, it's very stressful as the wife. Because Why don't you we, talk about that for a moment? We've been there, and it was it was very challenging. Um, uh, spiritually, I was always ahead of AJ. Um, and it wasn't until God radically changed his life that he became of the head the head of the household. And it it caused me to carry a lot of weights whenever he would not step up and be the man of the house. So there was a lot of, and then it, it also, um, well, I'll just be transparent. I like control. I like to be in control of things. I like things to be structured out. And so that fed that desire to want to be in control whenever he wasn't stepping up. And so I became over controlling because he would not step up and do what he was supposed to do. Mm. Mm. Wow. I'm challenged. <laughs> I'm going to do what I need to do when I get home tonight. <laughs> so that's really good. Uh, question number 17. What, in your opinion, is the biggest challenge that you faced in your marriage so far, and how did you overcome it? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I, that's there. <laughs> we're, you know each other, so it's like, the, our looks are, how transparent do you want to be? I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> we're not saying that, but that's what we're saying. <laughs> the most challenging thing, and it's probably the only time that we've ever, con- or that I've ever considered divorce was just a couple months after we had gotten married, and... Um, I was on the computer looking at something, and I came across um, some sites that he had been on that should not have been on our computer. And so um, I confronted him about it, and we, I think we just separated just for a couple of days. And then it was we three, came. and three. it was awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was me and the dogs, and he but was it, gone. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I deserved that because it, it literally, I mean, you talk about, like, knowing that you're about to lose everything. You've dated mm. for seven years. It's not just being married for two months, but you've dated for seven years. Mm. And then, you know, knowing what God gave you, mm. I shouldn't say what, knowing who God gave you, right. again, a prudent wife is from the Lord. Right. So all of all this, the riches and stuff, at that moment, every bit of that just faded away. It didn't matter. Mm. Wow. Uh, not to say that, but it just, the only thing that mattered was her. And I go back to my mother-in-law that told Crystal, hey, what did she, how did she word it? But tell you, you said that um, this is, I don't know if it was attack from the enemy. I can't remember uh, what Roxanne had said. Um, I can't remember. But that's, I, I really equate us coming back together was, was her, her mom having the conversation. We spent three days apart. Uh, and whenever um, coming back, it was just a different perspective. But it did not just automatically just, oh, it was great right after that. Right. There was a lot of, he had to be very patient with me as I healed and restored, and he had to prove himself yeah. to me, and that was through his lifestyle change. Yeah. I mean, that's whenever he really did the 180 and really started seeking after God is whenever that happened. So yeah. even though it was a horrible experience, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody, it was what brought us together stronger yeah. and where we're at now because mm-hmm. probably that would have never happened. I don't know that we would be here. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's like goes back to the question earlier that um, as married couples or even if you're dating, the importance of having one another. Nothing's off limits in your marriage as far as your cell phone, your computers right. or anything Absolutely. like that. There's no closed doors to that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if, if you're, uh, if you're locking your phone and, and they're, or you're slapping it down whenever they're walking by, anything of where you're hiding anything, mm-hmm. whoever it is, husband or wife, listen, hey, I mean, that's, you know, there needs to be absolutely nothing hidden. Mm. That's it's right. It's just not worth it. Your right. family is not worth no, it. No, absolutely. Right. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, question number 18. <laughs> That makes me nervous. <laughs> if, if Pastor AJ was an ice cream flavor, oh. what would he be? <laughs> what, I mean, birthday I, cake because he's so much fun. <laughs> the sprinkles too. Birthday, is that your favorite flavor? Birthday cake ice cream. So, I mean, I okay, like it, so that yeah. okay, I got that's you. That's my favorite flavor. That's your your, your favorite so, flavor. Yeah, that's my favorite. Okay. Hands down, man. That's okay, just, hands down. Yeah. Birthday cake ice. But cream. it's got to have the icing in it, and it needs to have the oh, chunks the of cake. Oh yeah, man. Oh come yeah, on. they don't sell that anymore. I don't that's know why. Awesome. It's like, see, okay, I'm the spender. All yeah. right. So and Crystal, uh, now I'm gonna pick on her a minute, but <laughs> she's and don't take this bad. She's the equate. Be nice. She's the. <laughs> Great value, 
She likes that. But you send me, I'm coming home with every name brand there is. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I'll go in and get, you know, groceries are high anyway now. But I'll come out. I'm not getting a Waff brand Dorito. But now I have that. to buy organic. <laughs> I have to buy organic now. Yeah, so yeah that choice. changed everything. Yeah, we, we flipped on that because it's like it freaks you out whenever you So watch. basically, <laughs> I could go so many places. Pastor Crystal's not going to buy you a pair of Jordans. She's going to buy you some Gordons. I have to buy, yeah. I have to. <laughs> I just say so, no. But see, so there, there are these struggles from time to time because she keeps up with the money. And so she'll be like, oh, we're going to have XX amount of money this. So we just, I just came back from a trip uh, with the pastors, and it was an amazing time. Well, Pastor Eddie Couples has an anointing to shop. And so does Pastor Chris Smith. So, and when we go somewhere, yeah. and, Pastor, and the, the leader, Bishop, says, well, boys, I think I'm going to go shopping this afternoon. Y'all want to go? Yes, sir. I'm Lord coming right God. behind you. Come so we eat that. good, we laugh a lot, and we go shopping. I know that sounds crazy. Hey, worse than women. All right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, and, I, and I'm, I'm walking through a store, and I see, I, I just, I'm like, that's, that's me right there. I, I mean, I'm telling you. Of course, Pastor Chris is over there feeling, oh, yeah, man, that's you. That, that is you to that a T. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm nervous about it because I know when I see that the Crystal, she's going to be like, I don't, I, I, you know. So, yeah. but, so here's the deal. Sometimes Crystal will be like, what's this charge on the bank account? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I, I, I got that because we have $300 a year that when we go get our taxes done to write off, for a church suit. And right. she, I mean, it's just like, you know, now, anybody right. else, that's is there any stuff. husbands? Well, I'm actually going to say that, right. but that's a great idea because I'm saying that and raise my hand because Kaylee's not in yeah. here right now. Yeah. So I'm good. So I don't know how we went <laughs> off on that for birthday cake or whatever it was, but, but in most marriages, obviously, let me ask a question. Raise your hand if you're the spender. Be honest now. Come on. Now, some of y'all are. Now, if if there's two no spenders, you don't make it any fun at all. (laughs) Y'all don't spend? Kyle and Keena. Man, y'all really are the ideal marriage. Kyle and Keena are going home to eat fried water tonight. Less stressful. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah, Crystal's so frugal. She's so wise. I'm telling you, and all of that. But I just. I don't know. I like to spend some money. Good to be frugal. I get it from my mama. That's right. You get get it. (laughs) Get it from my mama. Yeah. All right, anyway, all right, yeah. I'm thinking it's now about on, so, yeah, 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 get out of here with that. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Eddie with that, uh, you know, y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here. Um, 100%. Question. <laughs> here we go. I'm having fun. Are y'all having fun tonight, man? I'm telling you, this is great. Question number 19, is cereal a soup? That is gross. <laughs> that was revelation I can't to help me. It. I'll have to say that. That question was asked, and I would have to agree. That's revelation. I believe it is. Yeah. I can't call it a soup. <laughs> Great. I, I believe it's cold soup. Well, you've got iced coffee. You do. Now, whenever somebody, I think, I think it's cold soup. It's cold soup. Cold soup. I would rather my cold soup be uh, cinnamon toast crunch. That's what I like. All right. Question number twenty. Uh, what, this is actually pretty cool, what hidden abilities or hobbies does Pastor AJ or Pastor Crystal have that most people are unaware of? He can mimic anybody's voice. Man. No, he do that. Can we try it? <laughs> Come on. I told him, I said, oh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> the aliens have stolen our space modulator. <laughs> oh, Never mind. It's, it's, that embarrasses me. I honestly oh, I don't man. know what to think right now. I'm turning That's red. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Oh. 
So, yeah, I'm not doing any violence. You're not going to do it. That's, that's just in the privacy of her own home. Yeah, that is. That is. That's a, that's a, hidden, that's a hidden thing. Well, Pastor Crystal, what, what, what? I really am. I'm like, I can't believe you told it. <laughs> I know we talked about it, but I didn't think she what was really going to say repeat it. Repeat it again. Repeat it again, Pastor Crystal. What would you say? What, what you can't believe you told what? That he can mimic anybody's voice. Oh, yeah, voice. he can. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. No, I'm just, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to hear something. No, we're okay. all, right. all right. All right, all right. And, and, you know, and, and which I think she's already, she's already said it with, you know, which her, and this is more on a serious note with her, yeah. but she really has. Um, she's helped with our family and, uh, because her person, I guess it's, I guess it's a hobby, but it's mm -hmm. a passion too. It's for health. And as she's yeah. helped us to really get on a, her and, and Miss Julie, Miss Julie's really helped me. Um, right. uh, just a, a side note, um, I, I used to be a, I don't know if you want to call it just a coffee addict. I, I absolutely love coffee. I mean, it's, well, when you get up early to pray, I mean, I love it. I yeah. drink two or three cups right. first thing in the morning and get her to the church and have two more. I mean, it's, and starting on uh, something that's helped me to get off of that, which has really helped with anxiety. Yeah. Um, Getting on uh, Rise, and that was a mm -hmm. big, big change. And so, what is Rise again? Because there's people. A lot of this comes from her. She's been telling me this a long time. Right. Try to like, me get off coffee. Yeah. It makes yeah. you anxious. That's hard. That's hard. It does. Now you say Rise. There's some people that don't know what Rise is. Um, what is Rise? Yeah, it's just it's a uh, it's a mushroom coffee. Mushroom coffee. Yeah. Fake coffee awesome. is what we call it. Incredible. Yeah. And they act, and, and it's I mean it really helped. And it helps honestly, a lot of focus, balanced. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different areas of my life. So it's right. been. I don't, and every one of us in the room, um, you have a time. Every, I'm not doing shrooms, okay? So don't, don't even That's go there. That's why you were hesitant to answer Don't that. even go there. So uh, people are like, oh, my gosh, that pastor does shrooms. That church. That's why they get, right, they get wrecked AJ and crazy up in there Strawberry sometimes. Fields. You see him stomping on the stage sometimes. He'll come off, and he just starts prophesying. He don't even know what he's saying. You know, no, nah, it's uh, it really is good for Man. you. I mean, yeah. do your research on it. It's really yeah. good. It's really helped. It's good stuff. Awesome. Question number 21. Yeah, we're good. We're good on time, Pastor AJ. We okay? Yeah, we, I'll, let's do one more. All right. I think we'll do one more. One more? Yeah. Oh, well. Let me make it good. Make it count. Here. Make it good. Um, uh, actually, I, I do want, I, I want to end on a serious note right here. This is pretty good. Question number 25. I feel at times I focus too much attention on my kids and not my spouse. How do I handle that? This one's hard for me because I feel like I've done that before. I feel like whenever you're in the throes of definitely baby, like, it's hard. You know, whenever you're keeping a baby alive, they only depend on you. It, it is hard to split that attention. So this is something that I, I say I have not um, done well. But as the kids are getting older, I feel like, you know, we're getting back to us. And I'll say, so I think that's intentionality. Today, when I heard that question, I said intentionality. It has to be an intentional thing. Like for me, I know her mind is there, and she's told me before, my mind is thinking, taking care of kids. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to bump me out of that, like, you know, through a, a conversation, uh, a face-to-face, -face, uh, you know, something to that effect on that side. Now let's, let's take this and let me, because mm -hmm. I, with, with that question, there are a lot of couples, and I, we're not there yet, so we're not going to testify to that, but I, there's something in Scripture called learn wisdom. <laughs> you know, it, it, there's, there's, uh, there's learn wisdom and observe wisdom. Learn wisdom is you walk through it, and hopefully you learned 
uh, God's perspective on something, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's observed wisdom, which you watch others walk through it, and God teaches you through it. Mm-hmm. My point to this is, is we have watched people that have raised kids in the home, and for the sake, they were so involved with their kids mm-hmm. that whenever kids left home and, and they were gone, there was no marriage. Mm-hmm. There wow. was roommates, and so there, there was no intimacy between them. And I'm not talking about in the bedroom. I'm, I'm just literally talking about the conversation. It was just like you were, you know what I'm saying, you're interacting, but there's no love at all. Mm-hmm. And so my point to that is, is I think it's important it's for us as we've watched that happen with people is to make sure that we're very intentional with our time, um, intentional with, because ministry for me, ministry, uh, I, I, it, nobody, right, Pastor Derek, I yeah. tell our staff all the time, nobody can tell you when to shut this thing off. Right. Now, some of us, our, our calling is whatever we're doing in life. So if it's healthcare, if it's, and so you bring these things home, like there's, you're bringing charts home and you're focusing in on that while you're, but your family and everything's happening right before your eyes. And it's like, you're literally, it's, you become passive. Mm. You can become passive in your marriage so you look up and you don't understand why your your wife is 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 done found her two other she's she's with somebody else and it's like well she's like I, I've been you know how did you miss this you've been ignoring me for this period of time so what did you expect me to do and I mean Paul talked about that it's it's important don't neglect one another except for a season of fasting that's what the scripture says mm-hmm. now I struggle with that one I'm just going to tell you I'm just on the, but on the other side of that it's important to make sure that you're taking care of one another mm-hmm. uh, and every spiritually mentally emotionally obviously physically, relationally, and financially. So you can't neglect one another over a long period of time and expect, well, I told you I loved you when we got married, didn't I? Why well, don't I need to tell yeah. you again? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, why? No, really no. I, I tell her every time we're on the phone, and Pastor Eddie, you know, he, he makes fun of me. He did on the trip because I was talking on the phone back there in the back, and then they was, I love you, baby. You know what I'm saying? So it's like <laughs> we have a good time. We really do. But but it's I, I want I want her to know, yes, I do love it. I'm going to tell you every time. And I'm not going to tell you love you. It's mm-hmm. important that I say I love you because mm-hmm. that personalizes it, right? right. So uh, yeah. anyway, just to spin <laughs> off of that, Make sure, especially for when we're we're in the the phase of a nine year old and a four year old. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in that, and we want to make sure that when the kids leave home, first off is that they see mom and dad cuddling together um, because we do love each other. This is my significant other. There is nobody else. When I said I do, that means I'm done right here. Right. She's mine. I ain't going. I ain't doing it again. Uh, uh, so so make sure that that there is an intentionality to your marriage because. Mm. God called you first and foremost in the kingdom of God to be a daughter or to be a son. Second off, in the kingdom of God, God called you to be a husband and a wife. Because if that doesn't work, then mother, father doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, well, one of them walks out. I got you. But you were a son or a daughter first. That became a husband or a father, or a husband or a wife, and that you're a mother and a father. So it's, it's in that phase, right? Or maybe it didn't happen. Maybe you became a, a, a mother, father before you became a husband and a wife. But make sure that that marriage is healthy and strong. I don't... Let me, let me just talk about, from our perspective, we, we've observed over the years and watched marriages fail, whether it's through infidelity or something like that. And I go home and we, my daughter lays... She sleeps in the middle of our bed. And... Uh, that's just, I don't know, both of our babies have done that. And Elijah's on the other side. 
I am okay with it. I ain't got a problem with it. Not in the bed. He's actually in his bed, in our bedroom. But I, I can't look at my kids and think that I would ever choose another woman over my babies or my wife. Because I can't ever imagine not coming home and seeing my children. I'm serious. Yeah. Um, I, my mom and dad had a great marriage. My dad left early. I saw it. I saw ups and downs. Some of us were raised in homes where their mom, the husband or the wife are gone. Mom or dad are gone. But I've watched out of that, one of my really good friends that's not even in church, he told me, he said, I watched my... I watched my dad go from one marriage to the next. And he told me, he said, AJ, I'm not doing that. He's been married for over 10 years. And I applaud that. He's not even a believer. And I just think that, I'm telling y'all, I think that tonight, some of us came in. Maybe you didn't come in for this. Maybe you didn't come in to hear this. Maybe you're single. Maybe you've been divorced. You're, you're, not, you're not a broken piece of anything you're God's, you belong to him if you're believing, you belong to him and there's nothing that's too far gone, too broken that God can't heal would you believe that? Yeah. I know we've had a good time tonight but I'm just telling you, God is a God who restores he rejuvenates and regenerates he redeems he put things he puts things back better than it ever was to begin with. Right. That's what redemption means. We've watched it with marriages. I, I point at Kenan and Kyle a lot because I've just watched how God has so used them in our house. But then I can look up and see a Rich and Marla that's been married for years and years and years and years. Look around the room and see people that, that have been they they've walked through seasons and storms and I just, I, I just know God's able. He's, he's able to sustain you and restore you and provide anything that you need. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray you are able to take something from this sermon and apply it to your life. Also, feel free to share this with your friends and family. And if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at loveandtruthchurchsavannah at gmail.com. We hope you have a great week.